The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round to recap for this week's WM Phoenix Open. And joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Hey, Greg. Hey, Rick. Uh, great to great to be here again. Another great tournament. I, I tell you, this one it has a buzz to it. There, it's a uh, it's a fun event. Not just the party, but just the the style of the course this week. The the fans are a big part of it, as always. And the players that we have on top of the leaderboard, it's been great so far. I've really enjoyed it. It's been awesome. And the man who is atop the leaderboard, Sahith Tagala, who had himself a full day, Greg. We're going to get into that full day in just a second, but he's playing on a sponsor exemption. We were just talking, doing a little research before we went hot. I think the last guy to win on a sponsor's exemption was Adam Scott in 2003 at the Deutsche Bank. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but this we are go, heading into uncharted territory if he were to uh, kind of close this out with, with 36 to go. It doesn't happen very often, uh, and, and it's been great play by him so far. I don't know if um, he's going to clo- seal the deal. I mean, that, we're so far away from that. It's, I mean, it, it's hard to even consider it, but we're really far from a Vince Carter gif, right? I mean, yeah. this is... There, there's a lot of golf left. And when you look at the names on this board, if he were to win, it would be quite frankly, more impressive that he beat these players than, than the fact that it's a sponsor exemption. I mean, he was the number one amateur in the world, which is great. And there there's, um, he's an extremely talented player, but to beat the guys behind him and you have Sahith Gala on top. And then the, the next three names on the board, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay. Yeah. And then let's follow that up with uh, Adam Hadwin, who I just claimed that I'm done with. Yep. And uh, and Taylor Gooch, who just won. Max Holma, who has won a couple of big events on tour. So, it, look, he's got he's uh, he's up against it and it's going to be difficult for him to get the job done. But he's played great so far. Yeah, our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook have met seven and a half to one with all of Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley having shorter odds than he does. But let's talk about this full day because he actually had to finish his round one on Friday morning. He was about, uh, I don't know, 10, 12 feet away on his second to last hole of the day, which was the eighth hole when 
play was suspended due to darkness in round one. And he missed that putt for par, Greg. So he bogeys eight. He bogeys nine and then has to start his second round just about a half hour later. And I got to be honest with you. I thought this was very easy. This would have been very easy for him to eject out of this golf tournament. Right. It, it would have been very easy to go bogey bogey to finish your round one, uh, sleep on what was basically a lead and and not play well. Shot a 64 on Friday, seven under one of the best rounds of the day. I was pretty impressed with that bounce back. Well, especially what he did on one, two and three. Right. You start off with three birdies right in a row and then you make a, a three, another three at the fourth and another three for birdie at the fifth. So you go three, three, four, three, three. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good bounce back from a couple of bogeys early in the morning. Um, but that is a really early start right at 715. I was looking at sunset and sunrise today. 715 was sunset. His tea time this morning was 715. You're warming up in the dark. I mean, that that's not easy. So you give him a little bit of credit, but I really like the way he bounced back. I agree with you. But here's the thing you got to watch for with Sahith. He will have a tendency, if anything, he gets a, he'll get a little squirrely off the tee and he'll lose control of his tee shots. And I've heard a couple of interviews with him talking about just that, how he and he has a great attitude about it. But the the trouble that he will have is putting the ball in play off the tee. And tomorrow, playing with Brooks Kepka in the final group uh, with a chance to win a PGA Tour event on the most rowdy day in golf crowd wise. Uh, that driver is going to be put to the test pretty much right away. Yeah, no offense to Etienne Papanow and Jeffrey Kang, but the uh, the pairing that he's got on Saturday with Brooks Kepka seems a seems a bit more intimidating. Greg carries a different weight to it, right? I mean, and Brooks isn't a guy that's going to give you any hints. He's not going to walk you through it. He's not going to hold your hand by any means. He's there to to beat you and as badly as he possibly can. So that's the that's what he's up against, and it's going to be tough. But I, I really like this kid. I, I really like his attitude. I really like his approach. He seems to be grateful. Um, he seems to be appreciative of the opportunity, and he's he's just flat out talented. So I'm really excited to see how he handles it. My expectations are not high. Um, I, I kind of expect this two shot lead to dwindle, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was quick but I'm rooting for him. That's for sure. To put this into perspective, the ACE that Tiger Woods made at 16 in 1997, the, the clip they've been showing all week long. Sahith was born 10 months after that moment. <laughs> so that's uh, a little bit of perspective on how, how young, yeah, nice comfy uh, nine iron for him. Yeah. Nice comfy nine iron for him. That's exactly right. All right. The rear view mirror. Oh, mama. Brooks <laughs> Kepka. And Xander Shoffley lurking. Let's talk about Brooks first and foremost because he is the favorite at the midway point, according to our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook, plus 333, and it's back-to-back 66s for Kepka. Kyle and I talked last night about kind of the big question mark that Brooks was entering the week with his recent form, but uh, seemingly healthy. Greg, you know, we're not seeing him do that like spider leg kick when he's reading putts so much anymore. Seems no. to be getting healthier. And my God, he hit some shots over the first two rounds that were piercing. Uh, some impressive golf we've seen thus far. He has been working on the driver, getting his driver under control. 
um, especially at a place like Torrey. Now, yesterday he only hit six of 14 fairways. Today he was able to hit nine. So that seems to be getting a little better. But what I love is what he's done with his iron play. 15 greens yesterday, 17 today. 10th strokes gained approach yesterday, 5th today, which is 3rd for the week. And I was doing a little looking on this, Rick, which, by the way, I have an idea for your site we can talk about offline. Okay. Um, Another one. So (laughs) I'm I'm giving you more work. But I looked at Brooks Kepka's wins on the PGA Tour and what he gained approaching the green, and it's pretty impressive. In 2015, he here at the Waste Management, he gained 3.62. 17 U.S. Open, he gained 8.47, 8.08 in the 18 U.S. Open, 5.89 at the PGA in 18, 9.53 at the 19 PGA. In Memphis, he gained 3.22. That's his lowest. And last year here, he gained 6.09. So far, he's gained 4.7 in the first two rounds approaching the green. When he plays well with his irons, and, and he's not a Morikawa. He's not a Tom. I wouldn't have looked at that for Justin Thomas or Colin Morikawa because mm-hmm. they put up numbers like that, whether, whether they win or lose. But but Kepka seems to pop with iron play. It's not as consistent as a lot of guys that you're used to seeing who are great iron players, which is kind of unique. But when he has that under control, he's really hard to beat. So um, I, I think his recipe for success is coming to fruition so far. And when he gets in contention, he, he doesn't, he doesn't go away very often. So, uh, he's, he's definitely earned the spot as of being the favorite here, even though he's two shots back, two shots back, 10 under par. That's the same score that Xander Shoffley will begin the weekend at. He goes 67, 65 over the first two rounds, four to one at Caesar Sportsbook. And Greg, uh, he might've left five shots out there. On Friday, it, it just seems like a, a 65 was the worst score he could have possibly shot today. And and he did have kind of a frustrated look. He, yeah. he didn't look too happy. He left a lot of greens kind of rolling his eyes and, and wandering. He hasn't been great with the putter. He's right a, a little better than even. I mean, he lost slightly lost less than a, a um, well, he lost point zero eight four today. So he's he's 49th right now in strokes game putting. He's only made 136 feet of putts for the week, and he's two he's two back. So looking at the model, that's a really good sign. But the thing I'm most interested about with with Brooks is his comments leading into these tournaments. And he's starting. There's been a big change in tone, Rick. He's saying, "Hey, um, my world ranking is embarrassing," mm-hmm. and the the my performance in non-majors has been not good enough. And that's a real big change of tone. I think he's starting to realize that to reach number one in the world, you can't rely on four tournaments a year. You have to, you have to compete consistently throughout the year. And, and that effort is important to me. I I think that's going to be a real big factor. I've always equated Brooks's success to his effort. When he puts in a lot of effort, when he cares, when he takes things seriously, he wins when he doesn't, he doesn't play great. So if yeah. he's putting more care into it by that logic, you're going to see him perform better throughout the year. It hasn't come to fruition yet, but this week it's it's uh, it's definitely looking like it. 
Patrick Cantlay, nine under par, one shot back of those guys at 10, three shots back of Sahith at the top and alone in fourth place, 67, 66 over his first two rounds. And Friday's was a bogey-free 66. There was some vintage kind of Cantlay out there. It, it felt more of, uh, remember that stretch of golf where he had like 21 consecutive rounds in the 60s and he was just a lot, you know, it's we joke about Bryson saying par is 68 at the Masters, but like par has been basically 68 for Patrick Cantlay for the last couple of months. So he's yeah. right there in the mix again. The thing you like about him is there's so many different ways he can do it. Um, we've always thought of him as a great ball striker for a long time. And but lately, the last couple of tournaments, it hasn't been great. I mean, the wedge play especially has been subpar and he, he's lost strokes approaching the green in his first two rounds but he's made up for it on the greens in round one. He was second in the field strokes game put in in round two. He's first. So now typically as we've talked about all, all the time, that's not the model. And if, if Patrick Cantlay had this profile and a different name, he would be on the fade side of the model. He'd be the guy that you think is going to have a collapse, but because of his talent and his ability and his history of being a great ball striker, there's a chance that turns around. And so now the hot putter looks a whole lot more appealing. It doesn't look like something that's, oh, well, this is going to wear. This is just two kind of fluky rounds. That's going to wear out under pressure. I don't feel that way with Cantlay. So he's he's an interesting case. I don't feel as confident in him as I do in Kepka or Shoffley for that matter. But um, I, I like what I'm seeing on the greens. And I think it carries a little more weight with Cantlay than some of the other players that you see on top of leaderboards on Friday night who have great putting performances. Our 36-hole leader, Sahith Tagala, is looking to lock up a job for the next couple of years. He can do that with a victory. If you are looking to lock up a job for the next couple of years, maybe LinkedIn Jobs is for you, and it's good for the job creators as well. You can post a free job in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs, and you can reach a network beyond your wildest imaginations of over 770 million people you can focus on candidates with the right skills so he has had the right skills so far through 36 still 36 more to go and it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors so linkedin jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster like the greens at tpc scottsdale did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit linkedin post your job for free at linkedin.com slash first that's linkedin.com slash first to post your first job for free obviously terms and conditions do apply greg let's look at some guys that are gonna be making moves on the weekend uh we have not mentioned john rom to this point so i will break that streak and i will mention john rom who's currently sitting in a tie for 23rd and We've seen Rom play a lot of good golf over the last year, uh, but what he has not done over the first two rounds is putt. He is fifth <laughs> in this field in strokes gained tee to green. He's losing three strokes on the putting surfaces. It's actually kind of shocking to see him putt that poorly. That's the type of model from a type of golfer who could get hot and could make a run. He might be too far back to win this, especially with the names at the top of the board. So it might not be a, a hoisting trophy Sunday for Rom, but I certainly think the direction he's headed on this leaderboard is up. So he's seven back of the lead, right? Yeah. He's had 65 putts through two rounds. I mean, total putts doesn't really mean a whole lot. We, we rarely look at total putts, but he had 32 putts yesterday. And today, and today, 
you're expecting that to turn around, right? I mean, he can't putt that poorly again. Well, yeah, he did. He put, he had 33 putts today. So that's extremely frustrating. Uh, and, and it's not fun when you can't get the ball in the bottom of the hole. So he's seven back. But if you look at a player, um, it, let, let's say what happens with Sahith Thagala is what we expect, where he yeah. kind of falls back a little bit. Right yeah, now, say, the, he's, say, he's the, say the real lead. Say the real lead is 10 under. Just say the, the real lead is 10 under. <laughs> I'm not coming at you, Sahith. I'm just saying it, it. what we've seen in the past, the trend that we've seen, this has very little to do with Sahith, except for the fact that he's unproven. Typically, unless you have one of these top dogs we've already talked about, a Cantlay, a Rahm, a Thomas, one of you know one of the guys who are prolific winners um, in, with a two-shot lead, we, I always look at the guy next because it's likely, and pattern shows, that these guys usually don't run away with it. And if yeah, he ask, does, it's Seamus Power. Ask Seamus right? Power how a five-shot lead on a uh, this this time last week how a five-shot lead went. Exactly. So it it often doesn't go very well, and so if he's if John Rahm is only five back and he's putted this poorly, we're in a situation where this can go one of two ways. One, John Rahm has a problem with the putting. I heard his press conference from after yesterday's round, not after today's round, um, and he didn't seem to be upset about it. You know, one three putt on 17 was from 80 feet. He was upset about the three putt on the uh, par. What was it? 13. Uh, he was he was upset about that three putt. But he said other than that, they just didn't go in today. And I think that's a great attitude. But when that starts to happen day over day over day, it can get really frustrating. So um, I, I think he's a very curious case. And he's also very, very frustrated. And quite frankly, Justin Thomas has been uh, has kind of a similar profile right now. Yeah. Is there anybody else? You know, I was kind of looking through some of the stats and there's, you know, some interesting names that are kind of, you know, page two of the leaderboard, page three of the leaderboard. Is there anybody else that you would expect to kind of um, make their way towards the top of this thing over the next round or two? Well, again, this is really interesting. So the guy on my list is another big name. Um, which I'm, I'm sorry to do this, but I, it, it's Jordan Spieth. Mm. And the reason for that is his success on Saturdays. I mean, he has been a prolific Saturday player. It was here at this tournament, I believe, on Saturday where he shot 61 last year. Just last week, it was a 63. And I, I think sitting at three under par right now, it looks like a long way back. And there are a lot of players between him and the lead. But if the real lead is 10 under, sorry, Sahith. If the real leads 10 under, he's, he's seven back. He can he can make that up. And I'll tell you why. When you have a firm and fast golf course, like we do this week, which is awesome, there's a bigger advantage for playing in the morning than there is the afternoon. The course gets harder throughout the day because it gets firmer. And so be, having a lot of guys between you and the lead isn't always a bad thing because you get an earlier tee time and you can take advantage of some earlier morning conditions and as the course gets firmer and faster throughout the day you have a chance to generate a little momentum you can handle that and you can you can make up ground so i really like the setup right now for spieth um and, and he's not going to give you of, of the guys at three or four under he's not going to give you the best odds but i i really like where he sits and i think he has a chance i think he's still informed to catch fire tomorrow 
All right, so Heath, buddy, we're rooting for you. Go out there and uh, shoot something low on Saturday, and we'll be back after the third rounds to break it all down as after the fourth. But for now, big thanks to producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, it's Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.